Welcome to the Dad Report, a podcast for dads, by dads, about dad stuff. Join us as we sit down and have meaningful conversations with friends, family, and coworkers. We will talk about life, family, and so much more while working towards a goal of creating a healthy idea of what it means to be a dad. The Dad Report 2023. I almost want to call it season three because it's been like six weeks since the last time we had an episode come out. Actually, yeah, think, we've we've been busy. I think I was With still. Other uh, yeah, I think I was still in the apartment uh, when we recorded the World Cup and Chile episode. I believe that is correct. Wow, well, viewers, listeners update i own a house now so pray for me we have already survived nine degrees no pipes busted uh tonight we're hoping to survive a tornado watch so for those of us in florida nine degrees is like the the third circle of hell for y'all wow (laughs) i mean we got down come on florida people we got we got we got down there too how far is down low. there? Like 25, uh, maybe 30. Yeah, 25. Just, just maybe a little bit to lower. Possibly see you, snow. As you go in inland a little bit. Okay. Uh that's a that's a hard freeze down here, Justin. <laughs> it is. Look, I mean, you moved north, so that's kind of on you. I live in Florida. Yes. I like I like the warm weather. 90 degree, bring it. I love it. Well, it's been 68 all day today here when a week ago it was nine degrees. So, yeah, it was like up to here today. With a little bit of the snifflies, it's because the weather snapped like a, on a nuclear scale. Oh, yeah. Can we just do a little therapy on this weather thing? Like, I think <laughs> it's about, I think Somebody, it's about yeah. to, to go, uh, to go cold again and i just oh yeah i just don't know if i have it in me justin <laughs> buy a park oh no put we, the we've flip-flops got, away we've got a few days okay okay there you go there you real go. time i'm looking well that's uh, the other thing what's <clears throat> one thing you can't count on you know the weather, the weather forecast that's right? true i don't know how those guys keep a job i feel like the i feel like the the farmer's almanac or whatever they call that is way more accurate and that's just some dude being like and every 28 days um you can buy those at cracker barrel by the way true story i was just at cracker barrel we were too it was the worst cracker barrel experience we've ever had Oh, is it like noteworthy? Do we need to talk about it? Or I mean, we could. I'm sure there are some some dads out there that relate to this. Now, I am not necessarily a quickly uh I, I of of me and my wife, I was the less angered and more patient, but definitely got to the point of irritable. So we sit down, waitress comes over, she is sour from the jump. I mean, just upset. Ooh. She takes our order, and then we probably sat there with a hungry toddler watching other people who got sat down after us receive their food and check out. 
And one couple even had a to-go order and got their food and left and paid all before our food arrived. I think we sat there 40, 45 minutes after we ordered. And I mean, Amelia, we did the best we could with her to keep her entertained. She's stacking creamers. She's pouring creamer into mama's coffee. Like, but she's losing it. Like it's, it's visible. Like we came for breakfast and now it's turning into lunch. Um, so yeah, just not, not great. Not a great experience at all. So we went to, um, we went to Cracker Barrel as well recently and it was good. It was a good, it was a good show. Uh, there's a little Jacksonville travelmation meetup. Oh, there you go. Uh, the so travel for, cult. Yeah. So for those that don't know, both of our wives are travel agents with an agency called Travelmation. And uh, so all the agents that were in Jacksonville uh, and their families, we decided to, to meet up at Cracker Barrel. Nice. And, and it was good, you know, got to, Got to meet, um, meet a few, few spouses, some kids, you know, yeah. see some people I hadn't seen in a while, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, my story, however, doesn't really have to do with being at Cracker Barrel. So we leave and we, uh, drive by, we had to go to Costco. Ooh. We then went to, uh, REI mm-hmm. and as we're. I believe as we're leaving REI, I look in the rearview mirror. Uh-oh. And Jude has oh, no. a syrup bottle. Yes. From Cracker. You know, the little yes. glass, whatever. Syrup oh, bottle. yeah. And he's drinking it. Straight out of the bottle. Straight out of the bottle. And awesome. so um, if you follow me on Instagram, I uh, I uploaded a photo of this. And I was, as I was writing the post i'm like oh i need to call this out as a syrup bottle from cracker barrel because if you've seen them you know it's about the same size as like one of those little airplane liquor bottles <laughs> so like, <laughs> i need to i need to clarify exactly what this, this is not is. jack daniels <laughs> exactly and he was just he was loving it That's and awesome. uh uh i forget what shauna's reaction was but i was basically like you go, you go live your best life, but you just get that one bottle. You're not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, no more bottles for you. So that's funny. That's awesome. Good old, good old cracker barrel. Oh my goodness. Um, so Justin, we we also uh as you as you mentioned, we we started a new year. We did. did you guys you guys do anything crazy on New Year's? We uh my grandparents came into town. Um and they got to see the house and then come to church with us on New Year's Day. But we ended up unintentionally, most of us had intentions of going to bed a touch earlier than midnight just because old and then obligations on Sunday. But we ended up getting caught up in conversation and the dogs game and then switched it over to the ball drop just in time for midnight, at which point we all said, and we're done. Um, but that is about as wild as our evening was. There's not much more to tell on that one. Amelia went to bed at a crisp seven o'clock. Nice. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched the Georgia game as well. Um, and I gotta, I gotta tell you, like, I don't typically 
get incredibly emotionally involved. I am wearing, <laughs> if you're watching the video, I am wearing my, uh, you know, my national champions shirt from last year. Um, but you know, I'm a bulldog fan, but I don't, I'm not typically the one in the family who's like yelling at the TV, mm. but this time around, I just like, so for those people that did Bulldad. not watch it, like, uh, bulldogs, like we, Ohio state, right. It's just not, it's not a great, it's not a great thing. We don't, we don't typically care for Ohio state. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, SEC, Big Ten, you know, kind of conference beef kind of stuff going on. And so we were and we were getting we were getting beat. And I I still kind of maintain that um, Georgia did not earn the win. We yeah. got it. <clears throat> we got it. Praise the Lord. But um, yeah, there was there was a lot of time where I'm like, nope, this is not. This is not happening. And, you know, like my, my heart was like, it was going, I'm like, wow, what is, what is that? Like when it was done and I saw like that we won, I'm just like, oh man. And it was after midnight. Right. So I'm like, oh, but yeah. So I was, <laughs> and Sean was like, Hey, you were mad. And I'm like, I don't know why I have no, it just, <laughs> I was getting into it. But since I was watching that and it went, I think just after midnight, if, memory serves me correctly so i missed i missed the uh the new year's show but i heard that it wasn't that good i heard that um we thankfully only caught you know, like the five minutes of commercials right before the ball actually drops almost no musical talent that we watched and i'm okay with that because the last few years have just kind of been meh well you know you know justin like i heard it wasn't as great as in years past and you want you know i think i know what it was hmm I think somebody dropped a ball. Wow. <laughs> that was bad. Yep. Yep. I that heard was, it today. That was I bad. heard that today and I laughed mm. like legitimate laugh. So mm. I thought I'd try it here. And if you liked it, mm. let me know. It's okay. But I heard right at the start of 2023 that Georgia's peach sales were going down. No, oh, yeah. no. Oh, that was sorry. We have a peach drop here in Georgia. <laughs> I could have done better. I'll work on it. I'll work. I need some fresh 23 material. Is that, is that a so, thing? Yeah. We have a literal peach in downtown Atlanta that at the same time the ball drops in New York, we have a peach that drops because. Okay. Yeah. We're those people. <laughs> We're those people. Go, Georgia. Well, Chad, let's Georgia. let's let's pivot a little bit um, into into a little bit of tonight's conversation. I saw a uh, a post, so if you're out there and you want some entertaining dad jokes or parental humor, and you don't mind a few cuss words occasionally and something that might offend you, uh, there is a page called The Dad, all one word, T H E D A D. And they share the most random, sometimes hilarious, sometimes a bit scarring, but all of it seemingly from probably a real parent experience at one point or another. Oh, yeah. Because um, if you have kids, they do and say the darndest things. <laughs> um, our child likes to try and put crayons up her nose. That's become a new thing. And hit. She's now in the hitting phase. I Welcome. think she somewhat knows what she's doing. 
Megan's like, no, no, it's innocent. No, I think she's because I got popped on the forehead pretty aggressively the other night when she was slightly upset. So I think she's starting to realize she's got some some show of force. Um, but uh, <clears throat> they shared a post this morning that I shared with my compatriot here where it was talking about uh, parental ratings and how they should appropriately be rated where it kind of gives parents a better heads up of does this movie have bright colors but also really annoying music um or like in one case the pg-13 minus is where it's instead of fighting aliens and robots it's got some awkward sexual encounters and it's just cringy for everybody and so uh, this has kind of sparked an idea of as dads how do we help navigate our families and kiddos especially through culture um, where they're producing content and in this case it's funny culture attempts to help parents by placing ratings on material but the ratings can be at times rather uh, miscellaneous um, you know pg-13 or can can range from just action violence through one use of the F-bomb if it's Samuel L. Jackson and a possible beheading if it's Lord of the Rings. So um, sometimes it's grown-ups where it might have been something else. And then we were joking earlier about how 80s PG is a wildly different world than 2000s PG. That's right. Enter Goonies. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, or so Roadhouse. That's, that's right. Yeah. So we have we have we have that joke run in our house, Justin. Like we were talking about before, uh, before we started uh, recording, where it's like, oh, this is Goonies PG. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be some language in it, right? Uh, you Lots know, of language. Um, and so it, but you know, I think that's a pretty good illustration in that. Even with, you know, with these ratings, it's just, it's so relative, right? Yes. We can have, we can have something that is, uh, is, is G and I don't know that I've, you know, really seen much in a, a G rated movie that was, you know, offensive to me or, or foul language or whatever, but it's just to the point where it's like, it just, you know, Hey, the people that do the ratings today, they were, they were in a bit of a spicy mood. And so they, <laughs> They've got it out for the parents. They've yeah, so seen it, enough it Elmo. Seemed, yeah, you know, it just seems that it's uh, somewhat relative uh, for for whatever reason, and so I don't know. I, and I think that's I think that really translates really well to this discussion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, where it, it's just kind of like, what's okay? So what's going on? What's going on now? What's going on today? Right. And then what, what things, so I guess, you know, with culture, how much do we allow? I think one of the questions we should, we should be asking is how do we, how much of culture do we allow to help us make our decisions with our families? And then how much of it do we draw a hard line and say, no, no, here, you stay on that side of the fence. Cause I think the rating system is helpful. Um, even if it's, yes. you know, and, and obviously the, the dad page is, is pulling some jokes as far as the G ratings. That one was definitely mm -hmm. entirely jokes. Um, whereas with the PG 13 ratings that they had thrown in there, those were a little less joking because they were correct in that some are just, you know, 
hey, you're fighting robots and aliens and it's, you know, it's the Avengers and I don't mm-hmm. know very many people, maybe a few hardcore Westboro Baptist folk who are going to be like, that's awful. Um, you know, most of us are like, yeah, that's, you know, it's the event. It's comic books, it's superheroes, it's fiction. But then you've got other PG-13 movies that carry more of an adult tone. While, yes, it's rated PG-13, you might not want your middle schooler or younger high schooler. Sorry, high schoolers listening. I know I just offended you because you're older than 13. But there's some things that while maybe physically you're at a point where you should be able to handle it, mentally it's introducing topics and conversations that you really aren't ready to handle or it's escalating. You know, And, and with, the, with this case, I guess my brain is going towards like a middle schooler. Yes, they technically can watch a movie like Grown Ups, but because of a movie like Grown Ups, now your middle schooler is constantly thinking about topics around sex and pornography, objectification of women, because there's running rampant jokes in that film about such things. And none of it really paints back towards a healthy marriage more than it paints towards this, um, that, that kind of really crude, crass humor. So, Yeah. Chat. <laughs> I don't know where I went there. I got lost. Well, so, um, so, yeah. So, I think you were. I think you were talking about like. So, as parents, like, what do we do, right? Yeah. And I think one of the one of the lessons that that we really learned, and one of the things that we really used to guide was just knowing knowing your kids. Okay. Right. So, um. So I've got, I've got two boys, right? And so when Pierce, when he was, when he was younger, we would make a decision. I forget what the movie was, but I remember the first time we were sitting down to watch something where I knew there was going to be a little bit of language, like nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. crazy, no F-bombs, no anything like that. But I sat him down. I said, look, I said, there's going to be some words you might hear in here that we don't use. And um, I just, I want you to let me know if you think it's too much. I think it's okay. But I also want you to know that if I start hearing you use right. some of these, some of these words, you're not going to be able to see these movies again. So, um, you know, I think you're old enough to where you can, you can know that, Hey, this is something that um, even though I'm going to hear it out in the world, I know not to, I know not to repeat this kind of word. And he was great. And, um, you know, he, he dealt with that very maturely. And, but, you know, when Jude was coming up behind him, I think with him, we, we probably waited a little bit longer mm-hmm. just because I don't know if it was maturity level or just emotional level or, or what that was. But, uh, so I, I kind of say all that just to illustrate, like, you got to know your know your kids and know what um you know what some of their struggles are going to be and i you know kind of looking back you'll see things where it's like i exposed them to this like mm-hmm. and maybe that was too soon and then i realized that you know hey uh my kids stopped believing in santa uh <laughs> way after or, or way before when i you know when when i thought he was just playing the game mm-hmm. so um 
but anyway, I, yeah, I just, I just think a big part of that is, well, first, you know, you got to know what's coming on the TV, first of all, but you got to, yeah. you really have to know, know your kid, know what's going to make them stumble. And for one kid, something might be a big issue mm-hmm. that's going to cause them, I don't know, to be, to be scared, you know, to, to repeat something in school and get in trouble right, or, right. or whatever is going to be a non-issue for another kid. And so, yeah, I just, that that's a big, so that's a big thing uh, that we learned. I've got a couple thoughts, possibly a question. First, I like how you mentioned with Pierce, you know, hey, you're already going to hear these words out in the world. I think there's something to be said for not, and there's a certain level of we're protecting our kids through knowledge that isn't straight up sheltering. Mm. where it's you must never hear you know sorry even to those of you who are listening who are the most conservative sheltered listen i grew up that way but the instant and it's going to happen whether it happens in high school or whether you know you manage to keep them secure through high school and maybe even through a bible college at some point they're going to run into the big, bad, scary world and they're just, they're going to hear things and it's either going to rock them as an adult and who knows what kind of reaction they're going to have, or you can set them up for success as a child and not saying you introduce your five-year-old to the F-bomb. Like I'm not, I'm not advocating that. Um, But I think, you know, acknowledging, Hey, you're going to hear this stuff in the world. You got to deal like one of the things right now in our student ministry right is i mean i'm the i'm technically the new guy i'm the new student pastor i've only been here for five to probably six months whatever the july to january you know length of time is i don't do math real well to use all my mama fingers and toes one of the things (laughs) that we've you know we've kind of been talking about somewhat behind the scenes is like hey that these kids have to learn how to cope with change and and deal with change healthily because the only thing consistent in life is change and when they become adults, there's going to be change. Or I've got a few students who are, they don't like what their student is doing. So they're getting into these tiffs or they're not handling it maturely. And it's like, hey, you got to learn how to handle the conflict because sorry, yeah. friend, but when you become an adult and work a real job, like this is this is part of life. So I like what you said there, but it did, it did beg this question is like, okay, what did you notice in Pierce's demeanor? Like what's a specific that you saw with Pierce? You're like, okay, he can sit in front of this film and he can watch this movie and he's he's gonna he's gonna notice this word but i know he's mature enough not to not to use it uh, but whereas with with jude right you were like ah eh, he's more likely to repeat it and and some of that you know i can vouch for cuz the first time he came over to our our really sketchy apartment uh in arlington yeah. <laughs> he walks in the door looks at his mom and is like they live here they're going to get shot that's not quite what he said but like that was like what eight-year-old jude meant and like you know megan and i were not offended we very quickly realized what kind of crap hole we'd moved into and very quickly got out of it but um i guess what are some of those things that you you pick up on because i uh, one of the things that like i know for me it's it's funny i watched hook the movie hook my entire life growing up from from like five years old to like 11 every time it's my grandma's house I watched that movie. I watched it six times when we were there at each visit and wore the VHS out. They had to buy me the DVD, like could quote it verbatim. And one day I'm sitting down there and I'm watching it and I'm quoting along with it. And that was the first time I recognized that the entire time I've seen this movie, I've been quoting a cuss word. 
there's there's one part where he crudely says, you know, get up off your butt. And I was like, oh my gosh. And here I am, and I grew up uh, super yeah. conservative, super sheltered. But here I'm watching this movie, you know, Peter Pan and Captain Hook and hadn't realized. And I don't think either my parents, either there's a there's a part of the psychology where it's if we don't draw attention to it, they won't realize it. And certainly that could be a factor. But there's also other people out there where it's like, yeah, the instant they hear what they know is a is a, you know, you know it's wrong. There's something in your internal goes, we don't, I've never heard my parents say that. I'm going to start using it, you know? Um, so I guess like with Pierce and Jude, you know, how, what were the things that you noticed where you're like, okay, Pierce can handle this. Don't know, I don't, and we don't know what movie that was. You know, my first PG-13 movie was Spider-Man. If there's language in it, I don't even remember. Um, yeah. But like, what were those things that you noticed aside from just like, a, well, he's six and he's 13. Like there, there had to have been more, you know, with some of that. So first of all, before I answer your question, I now have to say my first R-rated movie was Tango and Cash. I don't think I've ever seen Tango and Cash. It's, I mean, shoot, I don't I even know when it's from. Late, I cannot late remember 80s, my first 90s. R-rated movie. I So mine was, I don't know, like, I think my parents had like a, a they had HBO. Uh, I don't know if it was a trial or, or what it was, but you know, we lived in a house at the time where like, like we had a living room downstairs and my parents' room and like kitchen, living room, all that kind of stuff was upstairs. And so, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I turned it on one day and it was on and I just kept watching it and nobody came down <laughs> to check on me. So I just kept watching it. There you go. And it, you know, and I was just like, I didn't care about the movie. I was like, I'm watching an R rated movie. Oh my oh, gosh. There was a bad word. This is great, you know. So anyway, it's violence, you know, and that's about as much as I remember. And I saw it as an adult, and I was like, "This isn't that great." <laughs> so I anyway, wish I could remember my first R, but I, I honestly, I remember my first PG thirteen, all the way through, because they attempted Lord of the Rings with me, and when we couldn't hack it, so they stopped it and turned it off. Well, yeah. they actually, but they actually, they sent us to bed, and then they finished it. Um, nice. But first piece of routine all the way through that I could handle was the first Spider-Man. Now, I don't know how well I handled it because I know for a few few days after I had some creepy nightmares because Green Goblin's kind of spooky when he busts out. Now, that was that was Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, right? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. OK, yeah. Which yeah, I, mean, I remember that, those. That Green Goblin back when it was first fresh, man, that's a that's a creepy. I mean, yeah. He's, he's got some yeah, scary. That, yeah. In it. He was legit nemesis. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, kind of getting back to your question. So mm -hmm. I remember with peers um, as a, as a kid, very much so now still a little bit, but he was really like this old soul kind of, kind of kid where man, from the time he was young, he had a very extensive vocabulary. Like I remember when he was two, one of his favorite words he would say was actually, and we're oh. like, now, of course, he's two. So he was like, actually, you know, he couldn't actually. really he couldn't really say the full word. But, yeah, you know, I really just say that to illustrate that he just had he had a pretty extensive vocabulary for as a kid. And one of his favorite things to do was just sit and talk with with adults. He was he was um much better at communicating with adults and and stuff like he just didn't he didn't really um it was much more difficult for him to um you know, to carry in conversation with like kids his own age. It's just kind of, you know, kind of how he was. And, but also very logical. So I could tell him these kinds of things and he could mm -hmm. easily just kind of carp, 
compartmentalize it and say, okay, this is something I'm going to see, but I don't repeat the stuff like, and to him, no problem. Um, and, you know, very logical. He knew it was make-believe. He knew, you know, this wasn't real. And again, no issue, no issue there, you know, mostly age appropriate stuff. Right. But um, that right. was just kind of, you know, he, he didn't have a problem with that. I can't tell you one time where he saw something on TV that was maybe a little freakier, whatever, and had a nightmare. Like, I just, I don't think that ever happened hmm. uh, with, um, with Jude, however, um, you know, uh, that was, that was much more of a, of a concern. Um, kind of the, you know, the emotional side of it, getting scared by something like, you know, that, so that was, and I don't remember specific decisions that we made, but I just know that we're a little more apprehensive for certain things, uh, with him when he was younger, just because he was a little, um, a little more sensitive in some ways like that. Okay. Right. Um, where he would, he would see something like that you know, be afraid of the dark or he would, you know, um, have a nightmare and would want you to come in and, you know, tuck him in 18 times or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and that's a, that's a pretty typical kid thing. Um, yeah. you know, I remember I had, I had some of that stuff as a young kid too. Um, and, uh, you know, um, but with, with Pierce, we didn't have that. So, um, you know, did we, did we parent them completely the same? Absolutely not. Um, and, you know, I think that was to their benefit, to yeah. be honest. Uh, so, yeah, and that, that, that's why I, I say, you know, you really got to know, you really got to know your kids. You got to know what's going to make them stumble. You got to know what's going to, um, you know, um, what's going to harm them or what, you know, what they'll, you know, what they can handle, what they can take and, and so, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that we did it right all the time. Um, I, uh, you know, there were, there were times where we were probably introduced them stuff we shouldn't have, but then like, I remember I was hesitant when I took Jude, um, when we went as a family to see a star Wars movie and he was probably about seven and I look yeah. and there's like three-year-olds in the theater yeah. and I'm like, Ooh, that yeah. that mom's gonna be up late tonight. That's but, like the the mom that brought her eight year old to Deadpool and then complained and ooh. was like, "Why nobody want me?" They told me this was a superhero movie, and we're like, "That's what the letter R is telling you." So, yeah, yeah. So you know that's that's kind of how how we did it, and uh, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask Shauna if she has any specific memories. Her memory is mm -hmm. typically better than mine. She'll remind me of things like that. But yeah. um, that's, you know, th that's kind of what, what I remember doing. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, um, my, my kids, you know, it's especially when they were younger, were very different. Um, the older they get, I, I feel like they, they have a lot more in common, but as, as young kids, they were, they were very different. And so they were parented differently. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, that I'd probably do again. And I think every parent out there is saying, amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that covers media as far as, okay. Re read your kids, know your kids, be students of your kids. So um, what do you think about all that, Justin? I mean, I know you only, I've got two, you have one, 
and and yeah, Amelia and is, and is still little, months, but and there's so I guess part of it is I'm trying to be more cautious. You know, you get you get tired of watching Elmo all day, and you get tired of watching. I hear that Bluey, and you're like, okay, I really just want to put a mommy and daddy show on with dinner, and like, okay, what's appropriate and you know, I'm trying to be mindful because I don't know what things she can or cannot handle um, visually because she can't communicate if she's got nightmares, right? Um, other than wake up in the middle of the night screaming, but that could be you dropped your passing and can't get to it. So, sure. Um, so like tonight we threw below deck on and I don't think below, you know, I can hear, I can probably hear some Karens out there. Oh my goodness. Reality garbage TV. <laughs> How how would you? But like you know, they bleep the cuss words. It's a whole bunch of melodrama. Amelia, it's not grabbing Amelia's interest. She's running around or she's eating. You know, um, like I'm I'm more concerned about some of the like cartoons and stuff that where she is watching, but then she she might see something that goes against goes against a value. Um, cause like I've done my, you know, after the doctor told us, uh, Hey, you know, this was like three months old. Hey, she can see colors now. Like she can see, like she has full, full vision. Cause when they're first born, those of you listening out there without kids yet, they're first born, they can only see within like five inches of their face and it's in like black and white. So she technically has seen all the Lord of the Rings movies and star Wars films because she could not see the TV. And so I got that, you know, awesome opportunity to have her nap on my chest or hang out with me when she couldn't do anything else but and uh, watch all those movies. Um, I can also hear Karen screaming about that. But uh, well, I'm going to come after the Karens tonight. Sorry, Karen. Um, but like, obviously now, like, there's no way. Like, when I went through and, and watched Rings of Power, I had to do it when she napped. I was not going to allow her to 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 watch rings of power or stranger things or um even if she and I, even though she's not paying the most attention because her attention span is incredibly short like i don't want her catching a you know a view on the screen that's gonna like potentially harm her um or even like kenobi and i usually don't mind putting star wars on like we'll watch we'll probably watch bad batch together because it's animated and it's you know it's they they do a good job of not really showing there's there's violence but it's like sci-fi fantasy off-screen kind of violence um but yeah i don't know i think i think more so i'm concerned about some of the um and, and this might kind of trigger some people but you know we we hold a value of of marriage and, and romance or between a man and a woman and you've got cartoons coming out from different media companies that are promoting things in addition to this, and yes, I know there's a response as well as okay, just don't show your kids that, right? And right now, that's that's easy, and and it should remain that way. But these are also topics of conversation that come up regardless. And with my child, she's going to grow up in a generation where that's that's normative, where that's what the kids at school are talking about, that's on their social media, that's in movies, that's on YouTube, that's all over. And so I guess I'm like, okay, how do I? help walk her through those conversations without allowing for compromise or encouraging uh compromise i guess yeah yeah i, I mean even answer your question 
<laughs> no, no, but I mean, that, that's a good point. And uh, please tune in when we talk about having the sex talk with your children. Yes, uh, we, we are. We don't want to have a four-hour podcast tonight, so we probably won't go into that. But yeah, you know, you're—I mean, right on, right on. Um, and I think one thing you were saying reminded me of a story and a tip. So, story. Uh, I used to—I used to game a little bit. I was never any good, but you know, I was a little bit of a gamer, and I had. One of the many Call of Duty games, mm-hmm. and I would I would occasionally play online, um, you know, as a young adult, you know, being owned by ten year olds, you know, it was yeah. <laughs> it was a great time. That's also uh, a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and I remember I remember like the last time I did that, um, I was sitting there playing. Can't remember if I was playing online or if I was playing like story mode or whatever. And Pierce came in the mm. room. And just turned around and looked up at the screen and was just like mesmerized. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just kind of realized like, you know, and I tried the whole like, oh, I'll play after he goes to bed and, you know, juggling that with really wanting to spend time with Shauna and wanting to watch the game and wanting to do this and that and the other. And yeah. I'm just like, no, that's just too much. I don't need that. I don't need it. So, um, so I kind of, you know, I put that out because I, I realized that, you know, that my little, you know, one or two year old, whatever he was at the time was, you know, getting to the point where he could look at the screen and who knows what the heck was going through his mind. So I just, right. you know, I stopped, I stopped doing that just, and you know, part of it was, was that, but, you know, also just the time factor. Um, but you mentioned you mentioned about Amelia going to bed at. Uh, I'm gonna change a little tip here. Amelia going to bed at seven. Um, and my brother, my brother shared a TikTok video with me the other day, and I we had done this where they turned on, and I know they have my like Netflix and stuff, but they turned on one of these things where they watch the ball drop, and then it's like okay. Now the you know it's midnight. It's time for y'all to go to bed. So you know, the little like two year old goes to bed, and they hold the phone up in front of the camera, and it's like seven thirty. Hmm. So you can do like the fake ball drop. Yeah, so, she doesn't. Um, care. I mean, she doesn't care right now. She has no idea. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, was. yeah. But yeah, next yeah. year maybe. You know, I don't know if two year old her will really grasp that concept. But uh, as she gets older, that's definitely a a possibility there. <laughs> so I got. But I got to tell you, this year. This year was the first year in a while where I actually stayed up past midnight. Um, there you go. I usually, I usually don't make it um, because it just it hurts yeah. after a while. Yeah. But, um, no, but I think that you know, I think that's good. I think you know, you gotta. So I think one of the points you were making, if I could summarize, let me know if I get it wrong here, but is that you know, um, I mean, you don't want to expose them to too much, but at the same time. You don't want your kid to be sheltered to the point where they're going out and they're not prepared for what right. they're going to see in the world. And granted, Amelia is not even two years old. So right. there's certain things like she just doesn't, she it's just not computing. You know, doesn't yeah. need to introduce. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll probably get into this a little more when we, when we talk about the, uh, the sex talks I have. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions well, on that this. now. That now has so. to be an episode. I feel like we've been dodging that as an episode, but I'm game. okay. 
Hey, let's just, let's go. I thought it'd come up by now. Well, that's that could mean <clears throat> I won't I won't reveal the date because it might be whenever. But uh, I'm in. Let's go. Let's talk. Let's talk sex, baby. Talk about. Oh sex. no, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm stopping that song. Um, but uh, yeah, I just that's that's kind of where I'm, and not to not to like severely knock sheltered. I mean, there are those who who thrive in it you know i uh i grew up relatively sheltered high school was kind of the breaking point that for i was forced into a public high school you know that's my first time out in the in the secular world was raised always you know very conservative christian only new church people only aside from the neighborhood kids but always saw them as you know these little demoniacs running around because they talked about smoking and cussed every now and then and I never knew how to handle it and and so like ninth grade like I don't remember ninth grade very well at all then the rest of high school was kind of this climb into okay how do I hold to my faith how do I hold to it in a sense that is real and still exist in the world not just be somebody who checks a box and says yeah I'm religious um you know and uh and so for me, you know, in a sense, I'm like, okay, I turned out, I think, okay. Um, but would, ha- you know, I'm not going to say it's the same case for everybody. Some people do a complete snap. Um, like my youngest brother is a complete 180 from the way we grew up. My middle brother is somewhere kind of in between where he's, uh, you know, not saying because all, all that's the shelter stuff. There's other variables and factors, but I do think there's going to be said for like, you can protect your kids, but if you don't give them, if you don't pour concrete into their foundation and and inform them of what is coming down the pipe eventually, I don't think they ever truly mature into an adult because you've you've kept them guarded, you you you've you've kept them protected. You are protecting them, not allowing them to protect themselves or go hey this is what i believe i already knew this was coming you know and that's where i want for amelia is like i don't want her to be so sheltered that like she doesn't know what some of these agendas and um topics that are being pushed by mainstream media right now are until she's you know 21 and all of a sudden she's like (gasps) what my life is a lie like no i just want her to be able to get to that point and go okay but that's not who i am I'm not I'm not informed by that. I'm not affected by that. I'm not persuaded by that. So that's kind of where I'm I guess I'm at with the sheltered thing is I think there's 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 ways to protect where you still allow the child you're just, you're giving a better stronger platform for the child to stand on because there are those horror stories of you shelter 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 kid turns 18 tastes what they believe is freedom and runs straight into emotional bondage and immorality loss of self-control um they will devalue themselves devalue others and then wake up at 30 and go holy cow where did i go so yeah and i know that's i know that's some extremes in there no yeah you got to find the balance between like i need to shelter my kid from things that they're just not ready for like there's certain things where you just want your kid to be able to be a kid and just be able to be yeah. happy and silly and whatever. But then there's the opposite extreme where uh, they're so sheltered 
that when it comes down to it, they are not prepared for what they're going to go out in the world and face. Right. And that is a balance that I feel like we didn't get perfect all the time. And, you know, continue, uh, we continue to, yeah. to, to learn that, but, um, that is, that is something that, you know, from the time my kids were in early age was really like at the forefront of my mind. Like I want, I want them to not have to know about every evil, every single thing that's lurking around the corner. But when they go out there, I want them to be, to be equipped and prepared um, to deal with, you know, what they're going to come into contact with. So I think, I think that's something that every parent is going to deal with a little bit differently, but um, you know uh, that those are the extremes, right? Like you shelter and you prepare and, you know, you probably don't need to be at the point where, you know, um, (laughs) you're introducing some of those things to, to me, you know, she's, she's what, 18 months, right? Yeah. 19 Um, months. Yeah. Right now, right now with her, it's, it's very much, acknowledging i am parent you are child you go to bed when i tell you to go to bed you know i only turn on what i believe you can handle you know i know that most of it's not sparking a conversation in your mind because you still can't even say you know full words that we are much more communicative than we used to be um but that's just it she's building founding blocks communication but then you know in the next two three years will be when she starts building building the founding blocks of social norms and culture and even though she doesn't have that language to it you know she'll she's witnessing it okay mommy and daddy love each other so they kiss and hug but i saw these other people who are not mommy and daddy kiss and hug so are they also mommy and daddies you know some of that yeah kind of more simpler but you know then you start answering okay well yeah well they're they're seeing each other you know they're they're dating so they're kind of figuring you know i don't know i don't know how it's gonna go with her she might be super logical i mean honestly i think she's pretty bright and she'll probably put it together if you if you can clear it you can lay it out pretty clearly she's got enough of megan and i in her that it's not gonna be an issue in some in some regards but yeah that's yeah that's some stuff that yeah I was gonna say she's at the point right now where it's like, okay, don't touch that burner, that's hot. Okay, don't stick <laughs> yeah. your tongue in the light socket, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Keep the crayon out of your nose. You know? uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't run with scissors. Actually, why are you holding those? To begin with, like, yeah. <laughs> where did you find them? Um, oh, she was stabbing oh, wow. Megan, and she was stabbing Megan with a fork earlier. I was like, okay, that's great. Give me the fork. <laughs> Thankfully, it was one of her forks, but still, it's 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 one of those things. But it's just something that I'm thinking about coming on the pipeline. Cause I think there are probably I just I had this thought too is there are probably people listening to me and they're like, oh, his kid's gonna bash everybody they disagree with. And like I don't I don't want her to be that either. Like I do want to teach her, hey, you know, here's here's what the world looks like, here's what culture looks like. It's gonna it's gonna at times oppose and more than likely than not definitely oppose and conflict with our values, with our morals, with what we believe is true. Um, but here's how to react to those people with grace and not with condemnation. Cause I think I was one who reacted out of condemnation and then had to work really hard to find grace. And so I'd rather she just start on the foot of grace and offer more of a hand of, Hey, I'd like to walk with you, even if I don't agree with you. Um, so that's just, that's something I've been, cause I mean, it, it's easy, you know, I don't want her to blah, blah, blah. And then it's, it, it turns into a bashing session and I don't want it to be that either. 
So. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. what <laughs> i was i was just waiting to see who's gonna break the sounds first yeah all the all the dead air i'm editing out of this one <laughs> it's in certain spots yeah you know um with all that with all that i feel like maybe we can start to wind down but i've got i've got maybe it's a little story for you so i remember when oh, we were younger you know well, in this, like, it's just all coming. <laughs> it's all coming back, man. I'm just reliving the, the good old days here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for entertaining me. You're um, <laughs> but uh, but I remember when Pierce was two, um, Shauna was drawing like a hard and fast line. She's like, my kids are not going to play with guns like toy guns. Right. Uh -oh. They're not going to watch things on TV that have guns, you know, because she grew up, you know, uh, her dad um, was on GSO for 35 years police officer okay. a lot of a lot of um a lot of family on her side there are some form of first responder like police fire so whatever she's, so she's seen and she's heard a lot of the she's seen it and she's heard it and she grew with. yeah she grew up being like like being afraid like is daddy gonna come home tonight he's gonna get shot you know like all these all these things I got right you. so she's like my kid is not gonna grow up playing with these things thinking that they are toys and I'm not kidding you. The very next breath, we walk outside. He goes, grabs a stick, points at her, yep. and goes, bang. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so I look at her laughing, and I say, okay, I guess that's done. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, so I guess, you know, the... Uh, that's where you then... Uh, that, this, that could be a topic for their episode as, as well as, you know, how do you teach kids to respect certain things like that while yeah. knowing they're going to play with them. Cause you know, I mean, we, we, I'm a, I don't care to say, you know, I don't, I don't mind saying it. Like I, I own firearms. They are in the house sometimes on me. Um, and I, I have full intentions of raising Amelia with a certain level of healthy respect and awareness of how to properly use and, and what the, you know, how to check to make sure if it's loaded, not loaded, you know, in the purpose behind it. Now, she's not a boy. I think boys tend to have more of that proclivity to like play war in the backyard with sticks. We did. And man, we got in trouble all the time because my dad would play Splinter Cell and we'd sneak down there and watch him. He didn't care. Splinter Cell. <laughs> I mean, he he didn't care. He thought it was kind of fun that he and his boys, you know, were playing, were watching Splinter Cell and we thought nothing of it. Mom would find out, I can't believe it's rated M. And mind you, it was rated M. And there was probably a language we weren't hearing, you know, I don't know. All we saw was him looking real cool in the dark, hiding in shadows. And so here we were with our Nerf guns later, hiding in shadows and thinking we were all sneaky. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's just something to be said where it's like, okay, like that's just part of it. But then how do you also create a certain level of healthy knowledge that way, should they walk into a room and somebody has left a real firearm out, they don't pick it up and go, it's a BB gun and pull the trigger. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess, I guess the thing there is like, you know, we, you know, you can, you can do everything you can try to be as intentional as possible, but the bottom line is they're going to go out there and I don't know where, I don't know where he, where he even learned what a gun was. Right. right. Uh, because Probably up watching until that, you play Call of Duty. Justin, <laughs> I thought you were on my side. No, um, <laughs> 
No, you know, yeah, like up until a certain age, we were very intentional about, you know, what he would see in TV and mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, he would hang around with other kids and, you know, it's just. It's yeah. Just, and if they're talking about there. Right. And if they're talking about G.I. Joe or they're playing war and, you know, if it's we play war in Freddy's backyard. Well, yeah. Then at that point, you don't have that, you know. Do you, so do you keep your kid away from other kids? Like, that's not good for their immune system. So, I mean, it's yeah, that's just those those lines we get to walk and have the balance of. Justin, you just dated yourself with that G.I. Joe reference. You know, I never go watch G.I. Joe growing up. Did you ever have any of the figures, like the, the toys, the action figures? I had Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. So we'll they, see. They put out we'll fires see. and stopped crime. And stuff oh, yeah. Like yeah, I remember Rescue Rangers. But was so it Rescue Heroes? Rescue for those rescue heroes. for those listening, the answer was no. Justin did not. Yeah, play no, with I, did not I did not. I did not. I did not own GI Joe's. <laughs> we did not. Did we, have I had, a, I had a few. I had a few. Not a lot. There you go. I had the army men. I had the green and gray and tan army men though. Yeah, we had we had army men. Um, we did have we did have Legos. Yep. And but like. It wasn't so if you've seen uh if you've seen the Lego movie and there's the space guy. Yeah. You know, the guy who's like spaceship, you know, just going all like, crazy. Yeah. Uh we had space. And so my kids are like, Dad, like, like you had these awesome Legos, right? I'm like, look, we didn't have Star Wars, <laughs> right? We didn't have Harry Potter. We had space, we had like castle. Castle you know? is awesome. Okay. Um but you know what? Like, uh, my mom brought over some of our old stuff, and they go crazy for it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, really? All these like you have you have you know Mandalorian this and like Jude for Christmas got um Groot like oh. a big Groot thing that he built. Nice. And uh, you know all these kinds of and like you like the space. And, I got like, Obi Wan Starfighter for Christmas you know. this year. I haven't built it yet. Nice. Actually, I need to build that one, and I need to build my Batman bust, and then put them in the office at work. You know, Shauna really likes the um, what what are they called the uh the brickheads? You know, what I'm talking oh, about. Well, they look like a pop figure. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she got uh, so she had um, she grew up loving the uh, um. Shoot, she's gonna kill me. Yeah. Uh the the Frankenstein book. What the monster Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster. I'm not remembering the title exactly correctly, and she's gonna slap me because it's like her favorite story of all time. Um yeah. and then she got Ahsoka uh for okay. Christmas this year. Um and and she loves them. Like I was like, it's kind of a gamble. I was like, yeah, she like it. But yeah, no, I like the ones that are more the statue, it. the statue busts. Because I've got Boba Fett's helmet, and then I have a Batman okay. cowl that's not been assembled yet. Yeah, those are those are legit too. I like. Those. I feel like those are maybe more adult Legos. Yeah, I've grown into, and that's where I think it's funny. I've grown into more of the if you give me Legos, make it one that I can use as decoration. I've moved out of the I'm gonna make a movie with this or I'm gonna play with. I've just I've kind of. I've outgrown some of that. Now I still love Legos. I just I want the ones where it can go in an office and it can be 
And that doesn't mean you don't give me some of the big Star Wars fighter sets. It just means that I'm not going to play with it. It's going to be built and put somewhere to collect dust and look really cool. So. So. Shauna Lego set. I forgot when she got this. I don't know if you can really see it, but it's a like a lady with a ponytail and she's got like a little briefcase for like a phone or whatever that thing is. Yeah. So one of the boys made that one for her. Nice. So, yeah, but you know, I'm the same way. Like, if I'm gonna go build something, it's gonna be something I'm gonna like stick on my desk, like yep. hold pens or you know, do something, yep. you know, do something like that. So, so yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Okay. Um, well, thank you, thank you, uh, Lego for the paid advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a legitimate sponsor for the show. Listen, if you're a representative of Lego out there and you're like a sponsor. Of- you know, a, a healthy show. We would love to have your sponsorship over here at the Dad Report, because we are dads who still love Legos. Um, but yeah, I think with I think with that, Chad, uh, I think we are we are good for tonight. And now we've teased up that somewhere down the future here, we are gonna have the talk on the Dad Report. Time to time to prepare for that one. Ooh. Ah. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to having the talk with you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, you get you get to take notes on that one. I mean, I'm uh I've had that. I've had that twice now. So <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, it's good hearing your voice. Good seeing you. And excited yeah, to see man. you again. Same. All right. Sounds and with good. that, this report is closed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can support us by sharing the show with your friends and family. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Want more The Dad Report? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and even join the community over on Discord. Don't forget to send us your dad jokes for a chance to be featured on the show. Remember the words of Billy Graham about fatherhood. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. So if you are a dad, we're cheering you on. If you have a dad, be kind to him. And if you know a dad, tell him about our podcast.